More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, made in God's image. Are you struggling to love yourself as God loves you? Wondering what that even means? Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled Made in God's Image. And we're talking about learning to love ourselves and the challenges we all face in figuring out what that means and how to do it. Are you struggling to love yourself as God loves you? Are you wondering, you know, what that really even means, especially for the Christian, you know, who, you know, we, we want to avoid pride and vanity and all those things, yeah. appropriately so. Um, that doesn't preclude us from loving ourselves, but, but what does it mean? Uh, and, and we want to help you discover and celebrate your dignity in Christ. So whether you're struggling with loving yourself, or you care about somebody who you love to pieces, but you see how they struggle with accepting that love or knowing what they're worth, we want to help you either way. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. Of course, if you're tuning in later via the podcast, you can still shoot us your questions. That address is questions at more to life radio.com again that's number two questions at more to life radio.com but if you want those questions answered in real time with you know definitive ways to tailor it to you and you're listening now don't wait take care of yourself and give us a call at 877-573-7825 that's 877 7825. Craig, I think this is something that everyone struggles about all the time, especially if you're Catholic. You know, we have this sense that actually a lot of it is handed down to us from, you know, the the Puritans and this idea that, you know, we're all corrupt and it which is not a Catholic way to think. And we think we have to degrade ourselves. We can never take care of ourselves. We can never care about our own well-being. And that will make us more Christian, more acceptable to the Lord. You know, as Catholic people especially, we are the tabernacle of the Lord. And I I think that, you know, for active Catholics especially, when we have the blessing of receiving the Eucharist, we are truly the tabernacle of the Lord. And some days we're called to be a tabernacle, some days we're called to be a monstrance, right? So there are times where, 
you know, we hold God within ourselves, but he's there and he's who we try to live for and who we try to just shine out to the world in some way or carry with us into every situation. And then there are other times and moments where we are called to be that monstrance, to uncover Christ in our lives and shine him out to ourselves and to the world. Does that sound like we are degrading ourselves, that we are, we are not allowed to love ourselves? If God loves us enough to exist within us and allow us to be his tabernacle or his monstrance, we need to care for ourselves. We need to work on loving ourselves. You know, any Catholic, anyone who loves the Lord at all, would never consider throwing mud at the tabernacle or the monstrance. But boy, don't we think of doing it to ourselves every minute of every day. It's a very different perspective yeah, than just, you know, self-care and self-love. 877-573-7825. Give us a call. Do you have a hard time loving yourself, uh, forgiving yourself, or, or giving yourself credit for the gifts you have or the good things you do? Maybe you find it hard to accept compliments. Maybe you feel uncomfortable when other people say nice things about you. Does your desire to not seem prideful cause you to beat up on yourself, criticize yourself, run yourself down? Maybe experiences you've had or the way other people have treated you in the past make it hard for you to love yourself. Or maybe someone you care about is having a hard time seeing their worth or value as a person and you're just not sure how to help them see themselves the way you do. Maybe you're dealing with depression or anxiety and that noise in your head or those feelings in your body are making it really hard to love and care for yourself. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. Uh, if you're not sure what that is, um, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections that looked at how we could discover God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully contemplating God's design and creation, and especially our bodies. The theology of the body helps us see that loving ourselves means the same thing as loving anyone else. It involves the commitment to work for our ultimate good. Loving ourselves doesn't mean telling us that telling ourselves that we're better than other people or pretending that everything about ourselves is perfect, but it means refusing to get bogged down in self-criticism when we see things about ourselves that we don't like or we wish we could change. Ultimately, loving ourselves means being honest about the things we need to change, but rooting our efforts to change in both a spirit of prayer and a deep connection to God's abundant mercy, compassion, and love. We don't change those parts of ourselves we don't like by beating ourselves up until the change happens. We change those parts of ourselves by giving them to God and allowing him to transform them from the inside out through his love. Yeah, so the first step in learning to love even the parts of ourselves we don't like very much is recognizing that God made every part of ourselves, even those parts we don't like. Every part of us is actually trying to meet some need 
or fulfill some positive intention, even those parts we don't like so much or feel frustrated with. Now, the problem is, because of sin, the positive intention or need that those unlikable parts of ourselves are trying to meet can get distorted or end up being expressed in unhealthy or sinful or hurtful ways. And the key to learning to love ourselves, especially those parts of ourselves that are hardest to love, is bringing those parts to God, asking him to show us what he created those parts to do, and then through prayer and practice, teach those parts how to meet their positive intentions or needs in healthier, holier ways. And if I can use that process, it allows us to recognize our flaws while still rejoicing in God's mercy, how wonderfully he's made us, and what he's promised to help us become. I actually talk about this process at length in my book, Broken Gods, Hope, Healing, and the Seven Longings of the Human Heart. So if you'd like to follow up with the conversations we're having with you today on the show about this very topic, um, Broken Gods really focuses on how can we love ourselves? Uh, how can we even love those unlikable or unlovable parts of ourselves to the degree that we can bring them to God and allow him to transform them into something beautiful. Check it out. Broken Gods, Hope, Healing, and the Seven Longings of the Human Heart. It's available at catholiccounselors.com. We're taking your calls right now on our show titled Made in God's Image. Are you struggling to love yourself as God loves you? Are you wondering what that really even means? Or do you care about somebody who is struggling to love themselves and you're not sure how to support them? Let us help you discover and celebrate your dignity in Christ. 877 573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. We'll start taking your calls. In the, In the name, name of the, of the Father, Father, the and Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we thank you for loving us. Even when we are completely unlovable, you still love us. And your love and mercy is infinite. There's nothing we could do to add to it or to take away from it. Help us to accept that infinite love, to participate in that infinite love. And even while being honest about our flaws and our faults and our sins and our failings, help us to rejoice in how you have made every part of us beautiful and that every part of us was created to work for our good and the good of others even those sinful and destructive parts. We ask you, Lord, to take those unlovable parts and show us what you created them to do and help us find healthy, holy ways to meet those needs through prayer and practice. We give all of ourselves to you, Lord, and we ask you to transform us in your love so that we can love ourselves the way you love us. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in the name, in the name of the Father, Father the, Son, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. Pray for or us. Well, yes, I messed that up. I messed that up. Yeah. St. John Paul St. John II. Paul II. Pray, pray for, for us. us. I don't, I don't know where <laughs> Lord I went. Jesus Christ. It's Friday, and I'm, and I'm not all here. Yeah, no, but we're turning ourselves on here and answering these questions because we need to talk about this very important topic of how do we love ourselves? How do we care for ourselves? Not just to buoy ourselves up. But truly, to have enough energy to do the things that God is asking us to do, to be his face to others, to allow ourselves to thrive in him and truly be open to his Holy Spirit working in us. You know, when we're running ourselves down, it's, it's a way to wall off the Holy Spirit in our lives and not really hear him and know what he wants us to do or how he cares for us. Yeah. 
So we need to really talk about this in not an egotistical way, but in a way that really allows us to be open to the workings of the Holy Spirit in our lives and thrive the way God wants us to thrive. Give us a call today at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Marie, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Toronto, Canada. Hi, Marie. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Marie, are you there? Yes. Good morning, uh, there you are. Dr. Parker. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you. Good morning, Marie. Yes. Absolutely. What can we do for you today? Yeah. So my son is 14, almost going on 15, and he suddenly realized that he has this unibrow, and he told me that some of but yet school made fun of him some time ago. Uh, he's grown his hair so long in the front, and I keep telling him he needs to cut it. But he says, I don't know how he feels by having this unibrow. And he wants to shave it off, and I don't know. I, I don't know how to advise him, but he looks beautiful just the way he is. Well, I mean, I, I think that, that, you know, when when one of the things that's really helpful, we talk about this a bit in Beyond the Birds and the Bees, when when teens, you know, or when, when our kids become teens, you know, and their bodies start changing, one of the ways that we can help them learn to appreciate the body that God gave them is by, you know, for example, giving them a gift of, of a basket with, with uh, self-care things in it, you know, deodorant and soap and those kinds of things that, that you know, that, that help me take care of my body. And, you know, with something like, you know, you're, what you're describing, a unibrow, you know, these are things that that we can manage. You know, we don't with 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 proper care and hygiene, and um, that doesn't mean we don't love our bodies, right? If I, you know, if I if I if I shower, it's not because I don't love the, my natural scent. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, if I get a if I get a haircut, it's not because I don't love my hair. You know, it's it's there are things that we do to take care of the bodies that God has given us and allow them to both function at their best and to present our best selves to the world and we can give glory to god by taking care of ourselves and so you know there are things that that easily can be done to take care of you know that unibrow problem i'm not a, a, a you know a beauty expert oh, but, yeah. but, well, but you know, know let, threading let me, or, you yeah, know. let me speak from like the, yeah, the female perspective here you know as as women we do a lot of things to take care of ourselves that go beyond just you know basic hygiene and it's Definitely, absolutely fine for a young man to be able to do that. If I, if it's within your economic capability, I I treat him to a day of, you know, take getting his eyebrows groomed and getting a new haircut the way he wants it. Now I have to say, Marie, he could be growing it to cover that up, but he also it's a new style in with teenagers at least here in you know the eastern part of the United States. Like every teenage boy I see is running around with like all the front grown out and the back short. It's like a reverse mullet. I don't understand it, but they're doing it. The so party make in sure, the front business in the back. Yeah, it's just very odd. It's a new style. It's, I'm seeing it everywhere. So see if he's just doing it for the reason you think or if it's part of like, you know, what the style is, but take him to a good stylist who can get it to a place where he feels good about it. He feels confident about it. You know, he might get a little bit of, of pushback the first day or two that he's around people and, and they see the difference, but he'll be walking a little taller, you know, and maybe they can do it a little bit at a time so he doesn't get that kind of reaction, but let him 
discover who he is in terms of feeling good about himself, knowing he's allowed to take take good care of himself, and even groom himself in ways that gives him more confidence and makes him more presentable. You know, he's 14 now, but in four years, eight years, he's going to be out there presenting himself to the business world. He doesn't have to look like he did when he was 14 or when he was 10 or, you know, when he was born. We change and we grow and it's okay. Yeah. It's it, You don't want to let him be, let it all become an obsession, but it doesn't sound like he wants to do that at all. He just really feels this need to grow from being a kid into a good-looking young teenage man, and that's fine. Yeah, so I, you know, it's it's. I understand where we're coming from. We want our children. We want you know all of us to to love ourselves for who we are. Um, but but you know, when there's something that we don't like about ourselves, that's relatively easy to correct. I mean, you know, the hairstyle or you know, I mean, makeup, you know, anything. Yeah, exactly. you know, then 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 it's a good thing to teach our children how to address that, so that they can feel good about themselves and how they're presenting themselves to the world. So, Maria, I hope that uh, that these suggestions will, will, will help you have uh, you know more productive conversations with your son and, and help him find healthy ways to address this concern. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We are talking with you today about being made in God's image. You know, what does that mean? How do we love ourselves the way God loves us? And do you have a hard time? loving yourself, forgiving yourself, or, or giving yourself credit for the gifts you have or the good things you do? Do you find it hard to accept compliments or feel uncomfortable when other people say nice things about you? Maybe your desire to not seem prideful causes you to beat up on yourself or criticize yourself, run yourself down. Or maybe you've had experiences or other people who treated you in a way that makes it hard for you to love yourself. Of course, we like with Marie. You know, maybe you love somebody who's having a hard time seeing their worth or appreciating who they are. We want to help you deal with this idea of loving ourselves in a healthy, godly way. Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We'll be taking your, more of your calls after the break. We'll also be joined by Rachel Watkins, developer of the Little Flowers Girls Club and mom of eleven, who will share some thoughts about how do we love ourselves in healthy ways. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when more to life continues after the break. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria mutual funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Maybe you've been hearing a lot about the need to make a spiritual communion while participating from home in a live-streamed or broadcast Mass. Maybe you've even prayed the prayer of spiritual communion. Spiritual communion is a concept that goes all the way back to the 4th century. It flourished in the Eastern Church and gradually moved west. Spiritual communion stresses the transcendence of God, where we unite our desires, intentions, and loves with the holy sacrifice of the Mass and the consecration of the Eucharist at the altar. Jesus, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. 
CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Made in God's Image as we wrestle with the idea of loving ourselves as God loves us. What does that mean? What does it look like in practice? How do we do that without giving into pride? And, and how do we help the people we love love themselves the way God loves them and the way we do too? 877 573 7825. Joining us right now, Rachel Watkins. She is the developer of the Little Flowers Girls Club and Mom of Eleven. Hey, Rachel. Welcome to More to Life. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Lisa. So, Rachel, you know, in, in this conversation about loving ourselves, you, you wanted to talk to the idea of, of who do we listen to. What do you mean by that? Well, I know for myself, I can regularly define myself by my last mistake. I'm impatient, you know, I'm messy, I'm lazy. Mm. And God never says those things to us. He says I am his beloved. He tells me I'm the apple of his eye. More than five times in Scripture, we are called the apple of God's eye. And I need to replace the inner dialogue that I feed myself with his words, with his reminders that I am a child of God, that I am Jesus' friend, so that I don't define myself, like I said, by a previous mistake. That's such a mind shift for most of us, and we really do get caught up in that previous mistake or even a previous choice to sin instead of any of the things that God has told us about ourselves. I mean, you're quoting scripture to us here, and then all we have to do is look at the crucifix to see how much he really loves us and how worthwhile he thinks we are, that he would go through all of that and die for us so that we could be with him forever. That's a very different mentality than the kind of words you started talking about. Well, and we talked about it earlier, Lisa, that when we listen to the lies of Satan, we're giving him primacy in our heart and in our head, and we need to enthrone Jesus there. We need to keep our mind on how he feels about us. And you could do that for yourself this weekend. Go on a scripture hunt. You know, John fifteen fifteen. you are a friend of Jesus. You know, Galatians tells us we are children of God. And if you haven't read your Bible in a while. This is a great adventure, a treasure hunt through Scripture to find out who you are in God's eyes. And that's easy to do with so many good apps and websites out there. But know that for true in your heart, whether you write it on your mirror of your bathroom to see every morning, or just replacing when you hear Satan telling you that you're not worthy, that you are nothing more than a mistake, you can remind yourself that you are precious in his eyes, that I am a new creation every day. It, you know, I think a lot of us 
say those things or read those scriptures and say, yeah, but that's everybody else. That's not me. And, you know, in raising 11 children and going through a lot in life, I'm sure you've had to take yourself to task about this, but also help your kids do this. So if, if somebody's really struggling with this idea of, no, that's all for everybody else and not for me. Any any tips on how they can start making that mind shift besides just, you know, notes on the mirror and things like that, but really doing the interior work? I think the best thing we can do is put it on repeat in our head, like a favorite song that we have. Because I have some of my kids who learned it quickly and kept it true. And other, other kids of mine, I said they had Teflon brains. You know, all the good that they did would slide mm. off their heads. And they could only remember, like I said, their past mistake or their impatience or a bad grade. Those kids, I fed those words to them often. I reminded them regularly you are good strong and smart jesus loves you and then as they matured they learned how to say it for themselves but i'll say it for them if they forget i'll remind them as will matthew rachel thank you so much for sharing those insights with us really appreciate your time and and always uh, great stuff and so blessings to you and matthew and if folks would like to learn more about your good work i encourage them to go to beholdpublications.com that's beholdpublications.com to learn more about the little flowers girls club thanks rachel and we are taking your calls today about learning to love ourselves. And I just wanted to build on something that Rachel said. You know, um, St. Ignatius of Loyola would talk about consolations and desolations. Mm-hmm. And consolations are those messages we hear in our hearts, in our, in our spiritual ear, that, help, that make it easier for us to draw closer to God or be the person God is calling us to be. And the more we listen to those consolations of the Holy Spirit, the more we make the Lord the Lord of that part of our life. On the opposite, though, Desolations are those thoughts that pop into our head or we hear in our spiritual ear that make it harder for us to be the person God is calling us to be or draw closer to the Lord. And when we listen to desolations, we make the enemy the Lord of that part of our life. When we refuse to love ourselves the way God loves us, we end up making Satan the Lord of our self-image. Which is a horrifying thought. It's a horrifying thought. It's a horrifying thought. If a priest came into, or anyone came into our church and suddenly put Satan where the tabernacle is, we would freak out. And yet we literally do that to ourselves every day. As aghast as that, that image makes you feel, it should also make you feel that way about enthroning Satan's thoughts in your own Mind. And so learning to love ourselves as God does means really seeing ourselves through God's eyes and refusing to let the enemy be the Lord of our self-image, but rather see ourselves made in the image and likeness of God. Let's help you do that today. 877-573-7825. If you are having a hard time loving yourself or if you care about somebody who's struggling to love themselves, let's talk it out and find healthy, holy ways to have that godly self-image. 877 877- Back with more of your calls coming up right after the break. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. There was a big story about this Catholic college saying, oh, we are going to open our doors to anyone who identifies as a woman. So a male student coming in, but if he calls himself a woman, that's fine. This is all about diversity and equality. This is a Catholic women's college. And so, thanks be to God, there was a lot of pushback. And guess what? The school rescinded. 
how important it is not to give up and to remember that we can and should respectfully, always with love, express our concerns. It doesn't matter. The victory is up to God. But sometimes we do see that success in the victories, as is the case with St. Mary's College, who says now it needs to go back to its roots and get a deeper understanding of what it means to be a Catholic college for women. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, on EWTN Radio. Christ is the Answer, with Father John Ricardo. John chapter 11, verses 21 to 26. This is the story of Lazarus. Lazarus has died. Lazarus is one of his best friends. Just before this passage, we hear the news that Martha and Mary send word to Jesus that the one you love is sick. And the next line in the scripture is, now because Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, he stayed where he was. His friend's in need. He can heal. They've seen him heal before. And yet somehow, because he loves him, he stays. And Lazarus dies. And then Jesus shows up three days later and is greeted by Martha and Mary, who confront him with the words, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would never have died. Rather applicable for many of us in our lives. We ask the Lord to do one thing because we're certain it is what we think is best, when in fact he has something which far surpasses what we ask for. The challenge is, in waiting for that to happen, we go through very trying times, which oftentimes makes us wonder, does he really care? Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. The key to being effective at handling conflict is keeping a close eye on our own emotional temperature. On a scale of 1 to 10, you never want to allow yourself to get over a 7, especially when you're in disagreement with someone. How do you know when you're getting too hot? One of the first behavioral signs that we are approaching a 7 on our emotional temperature scale is that we start to speak and act too quickly for our brain to keep up. We start to trip over our words. We make silly, avoidable mistakes like knocking over a glass that we're reaching for. When our emotional temperature gets too high, we lose track of details, which makes it harder to solve problems and often makes us do and say things that make problems even worse. To lower your stress temperature, one deceptively simple technique is to deliberately slow down. Speak a little more slowly than you want to. Or instead of thinking of all the things you have to do next, focus your mind on what you're doing now. Consciously slowing down lets your thinking brain catch up with your feeling brain, which lets your whole brain work on resolving the conflict. To learn more, check out our book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, Made in God's Image is the title of the show. We're talking about what it means to love ourselves as God loves us. Do you have a hard time loving yourself, forgiving yourself, or, or giving yourself credit for the gifts that you have or the good things that you do? Maybe you find it hard to accept compliments where you feel uncomfortable when other people say nice things about you. Maybe your desire to not seem prideful causes you to beat up on yourself or criticize yourself or run yourself down. Maybe you've had experiences or the way other people have treated you in the past makes it hard for you to love yourself. Or maybe just someone you care about 
is having a hard time seeing their worth or value as a person, and you're not sure how to support them. Well, let's talk it out. Let's talk about what it means for the Christian person to love themselves, especially as God loves us. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Martha, who's listening to UWTN Radio in California. Martha, welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? Yes, I was wondering, um, I tend to have a fragmented personality, so while I'm waiting for my desolation, which tend to be pretty painful, to finally come up to consolations, um, what kind of tips do you have for... Well, can you give me? An, I, I don't understand exactly what you mean by having a fragmented personality. So, so give me an example of, of you know a, a situation you're trying to handle better, or you know the, the self-talk you're trying to manage more effectively. Walk me through exactly what you mean. Well, because of past hurts, like mm-hmm. I'll just tend to, you know, like not allow myself to indulge in certain things because I think that it, it'll be sinful or. You know, like, I just, like, my logic tends to trip up, you know? So, it's uh, like, are you saying that, let's say you maybe tend towards some scrupulosity, maybe, worrying about things maybe, that, that are... Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and, and can you, and, like, give me an example of, when you, of a situation where you say, you know, I, I, I don't want to indulge in that because it might be sinful. Like, what, what, what kinds of things are we talking about? Um, well, you know, if something maybe is not in line with the church, or if, um, or... Well, I mean, we shouldn't do those things, right? But, but that's not what you're talking about. Hmm? Well, but I mean, but those those would be things that you'd want to avoid, right? So, so like, it's, I, I got right, the impression exactly. that you were saying, I got the impression that... But I got the impression yeah. you were saying that there were things that the church, you know, or that, that God does permit that you were you were holding yourself back from because you were afraid. Is that is that the case, or am I misunderstanding you? Um, I don't. I think that you might be right. There might be some things that are not that I really shouldn't indulge in, but I I just it te- I tend to feel so fragmented. Oh, okay. Well, well, let me let me let me offer some thoughts on that whole question then, and 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 then just give you some general guidance. Um, so yes, I mean, you know, if 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 the Ten Commandments or church teaching prohibits it, then we do need to avoid it. And and here's why: not just because it's the rules, by the way. Um, you know, one of the big things, if you will, one of the big questions that God has given. The church, and when I say the church, I don't just mean the Catholic Church. I, I mean uh, the, the God's people. You know, um, one of the big jobs God has given His people to do is to wrestle with the question of what is God's plan that would allow all of us to live an abundant life. And you know, for four thousand years, and when I say four thousand years, I mean that the two thousand years of Judeo, Judaic history before Christ, and then two thousand years since then. 
God has invited his people to have a conversation about what it means to lead an abundant life, a fulfilling life. What does it mean to lead a life that is destructive to ourselves or others? And out of that conversation come our moral principles. So we often encounter those principles as simple rules, do this or don't do that. But what those rules really are is the distillation of that 4,000-year-old conversation about what it means to lead a happy, fulfilling, abundant life right and avoid unhealthy and destructive things so if if the commandments forbid something or the church teaches don't do something or do do something it's not just follow this rule it's this thing is good for you or this thing is bad for you and we've discerned that through four thousand years of prayer and conversation with god and each other um so yes i mean if if there's something that we should avoid then we should avoid it but there's also a wonderful uh, Yiddish proverb, actually, that I love. It's, it's, God will hold us accountable for failing to enjoy all the permitted pleasures. Sit with that for a second. God will hold us accountable for failing to enjoy all the permitted pleasures. God created a wonderful world. He created things, and every time, and Genesis says over and over again, it is good. He made this thing and, and says, it is good. And think about, you know, how disappointed our, our little ones would be if you know they came to us with a little bouquet of flowers or even dandelions that they cro- collected from the yard and we're giving that to us as a sign of their love with all their hearts and we just went oh yeah no those are weeds just just throw those away we don't want them in the house when we don't enjoy the gifts that God has given us those permitted pleasures when we don't soak up everything that's good about his creation including what he's done well and good in and and about us it's like we're just saying go just go throw those away they're just weeds and they're not they're glorious and so we really do need to keep that in mind when we're just allowing room for those desolations yeah so thank you so much for the call martha so the, the general rule here is if if you know that something uh, is forbidden by the commandments or by church teaching then definitely you should avoid that and use the graces of the sacraments to help you avoid that. but everything else what you want to do is say you know how could i enjoy this in a healthy way how could I approach this permitted pleasure in a way that will actually work for my good and help me be the person God is creating me to be? And, and then you're in, good, in a good place. And also in a way that allows me to recognize that they are gifts from God, they are signs of his love for you and for all of us that we should rejoice in. And giving him that moment of praise and thanks and just soaking that in and enjoying it is a way to help us connect with God's love for oh. us. Thank you for the call, Martha. I hope that those suggestions will help you. If there's more we can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here at More to Life or at CatholicCounselors.com. With that, let's take another call from an anonymous listener in Missouri listening on the Covenant Radio Network. Hey there, listener. Welcome to More to Life. What's up? Welcome. Hello. What can we do for you today? Oh, thank you for being there. Uh, my problem, I'm having trouble forgiving myself in the past. Past uh, repercussions come back that uh, I've had a bad illicit relationship outside of marriage mm. after my divorce and, and I hurt my two children and I, I asked what well, one's in heaven now and I'm still having trouble forgiving myself I talked to the priest oh. about it and asked God to forgive me and went to confession but I'm still getting a, a very unholy word comes in my head once in a while and it just kills me and I said Lord help me to think I ho- have a holy pure heart and mind and this is my struggle <laughs> Sometimes okay. the bad word will just come in and uh, and, well, and, and destroy my so, joy and peace. So let me sure, let me sure. let me suggest something to you here. So so um, imagine for a minute that you owned a piece of property, and and a stream ran through it. 
Okay, we'll call it the stream of consciousness of, of the cleverness of me, and uh, this, this this stream runs through your property. Okay, and imagine that you're sitting on the on the bank of this stream and you're watching stuff float by. You know, there's that interesting little twig, uh, that 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 beautiful leaf. There's also uh, an old Pepsi can or a, a piece of paper that's floating by. Do you drag that stuff out of the stream and bring it into your house, or do you let it float by? Well, the same thing is true of our stream of consciousness. All kinds of things float through our minds, all right? And sometimes we think that, well, because the stream is on my property, uh, that all that stuff is mine too, and I have to fish it out of the stream and bring it into my house. But these thoughts that pop into our heads, um, we don't have to fish them out of the stream of consciousness and bring them into our house. We can just let them float on by and, and just say, you know, well, I had that random thought, I'm going to let it go. Um, you know, if I had the thought, gee, it would be great if I could fly, I might laugh, or well, gosh, it wouldn't be great to win the lottery. I, I, I acknowledge the thought and then I let it go because it's not real. The same thing is true about these kinds of thoughts that you're describing. You know, you know that you've been forgiven. You, you know what you did wrong, but you know that you've amended your life and you've, 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 uh, you've confessed your sins and you've received God's forgiveness. So when these thoughts pass through your mind, it's okay to let them go um, and, and not, not really fuss with them. You know, say, you know, I, I, Lord, help me to see myself as you see me and let this thought go. Now, if you find that you cannot let that thought go and it continues to torment you, then you may very well be dealing with something called scruples, um, which is a kind of obsessive-compulsive uh, pattern of thinking that's related to, to sinful uh, behavior. And, and in that case, it might be good to seek some pastoral counseling that can help you silence those negative voices that, you, that you're holding on to and really forgive yourself as God has forgiven you. But, but the one thing I can say for sure is God does not want you to stay in this place of condemnation. In fact, uh, in Scripture, Jesus tells us, I did not come to condemn, uh, and where there is no condemnation in those who dwell in Christ. And, and what that means is that, you know, God, the Holy Spirit will convict us, but he will not condemn us. And what's the difference? Well, when, when we're convicted, we, we, we experience conviction. We say, ah, I did the wrong thing, but I have this conviction to make it right. And I'm hopeful that I can, and I'm confident in God's grace that he's going to help me do that. Where con what condemnation is, is where I say, oh my gosh, I did that horrible thing, and now I'm horrible, and there's nothing I can do, and God can't forgive me, and I can't forgive me, and, and, and I'm stuck in it. Christ did not come for us to be condemned. Now, if the conviction says to you, all right, you have received the sacrament of reconciliation, you, have, you know that you have been forgiven, but you've never really apologized to that child that's still alive. You may not have apologized to the child that, that has gone on, and you may want to actually talk to that child in prayer who is alive in Christ and apologize. Talk to the child that is alive and, and see if there is a way that you can help heal any wounds that were created there by your choices. But if you have done that, if you are in a good place with these people, then you need to accept that forgiveness and move on. But if it's a conviction to, to do anything in the temporal world, all right, so we have the forgiveness that goes on in the sacrament of reconciliation, but sometimes we are given that grace that allows us to then move on into the temporal ramifications of what our choices and sins have done and God gives us the grace in the sacrament of reconciliation to go and work to fix those things to the best of our ability. People may or may not accept that we're trying to do that in their lives, but attempting to do it is what gives us peace and, and allows us to really heal those hurts. Thanks for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. We'll, we'll help you silence those voices and really receive the forgiveness that God has given you. 
877-573-7825. We're talking about loving ourselves as God loves us. If you're struggling with that or you care about somebody who is, we want to help. 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day. We actually have two passages, the first one coming from Proverbs 19.8 and the second from Matthew 22.39. Those who gain wisdom truly love themselves. And that's, and, pro- and that's Proverbs. That's Proverbs. And then, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And that is from Matthew. Now, we only usually do one, one verse, but I, I, I want to put these two verses together because it, it speaks to how wisdom really allows us to love ourselves and others properly. And it begins with loving ourselves because um, wisdom allows us to see the good intention or the need behind even the hurtful or self-destructive or sinful things that we do. And when we can love ourselves, as we were talking about in the opening reflection, what that means, it doesn't mean denying that we do stupid, sinful, or destructive (laughs) things. It means that I'm trying to do something good. And wisdom allows me to see what the intention or need behind that unhealthy or unhelpful or sinful behavior is and learn to do it in healthier and godly ways, even while I'm still being compassionate with myself. And once I learn that, then I can learn to use that same process with others. And I can see that when they do stupid or hurtful or sinful or destructive things, that they're trying to do something good, meet a good intention or need. And my wisdom in learning to facilitate integration within myself, allows me to be compassionate toward them in their mistakes and work with them to find healthy, holy ways to meet their needs instead of just condemning them and writing them off. So loving ourselves is the beginning of wisdom, according to both Proverbs and Matthew 22:39. We'll be back with more of your questions about loving yourself as a Christian can and should when More to Life continues in a minute. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. The church has a very high view of conscience. It's, I think it was St. John Henry Newman who called conscience the aboriginal vicar of Christ. Catechism reads this way on conscience. The interior voice of a human being within whose heart the inner law of God is inscribed. Moral conscience is a judgment of practical reason about the moral quality of a human action. It moves a person at the appropriate moment to do good and to avoid evil. It offers some suggestions, uh, the Ten Commandments, the moral teachings of Jesus in the Gospels, the moral teachings of St. Paul. All of these things are used as a measure of how well we're doing. It is then up to the Catholic to take a look at the teaching of the Church and to see if, in fact, they are in proper communion. The idea that you can dispense with the objective moral teachings of the Church in favor of personalized conscience is lawless and anarchic. Cresta in the Afternoon with Al Cresta for Eastern on EWTN Radio. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based health-sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 
844-398-9399. That's 844-398-9399. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Made in God's Image as we talk about the challenge we all face in loving ourselves as God loves us. By the way, uh, we were talking, of course, about what Scripture says about this topic, what the Catechism can teach us about this topic. If you'd like to learn more about what it means to live life as a fully formed Catholic person, we encourage you to tune in tonight and every night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central on EWTN Radio to Father Mike Schmitz as he guides you through the entire Bible and the Catechism of the Catholic Church in 365 episodes. If you've ever wanted to understand what it means to be a Catholic or allow these truths from Scripture or the Catechism to shape our life for the better, then this is for you. Check it out, 10 p.m. every night on EWTN Radio, Father Mike Schmitz and the Bible and the Catechism. With that, let's go back to our calls, 877-573. 7825. We're talking now with Gonzalo, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Gonzalo, welcome to Word of Life. What can we do for you? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, I, yeah, I, I, long story short, I'm, um, I, I have, I'm, since, since when I was a teenager to I'm 42 years old now. Um, I have a really hard time loving myself. I, I've never, I, I've never, I, I have, I have a really good support system. The people I've worked with, friends, family, um, I have, like, they see the good in me. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm always having a hard time seeing the good in myself. I've, I've finally, this, like, the last, the late last year, I finally reached out to a counselor. Um, I'm seeing okay. him at least twice a month. I'm on I'm on depression medicine, anxiety medicine, and I still feel like there are times like I'm in a downward spiral, and okay. like I I I've even reached out like right now I'm trying to like do stuff. For example, like I'm in a play, and like I'm out of my comfort zone, and there's good people, but like even in good the play, like I, I still I still feel like I'm like like people are like, hey, you're doing a good job and stuff like that, but. I'm always beating myself up, but I don't know what to do. Okay. So, Gonzalo, you know, we're th- thank you so much for the call, and I want to I want to commend you on the steps that you're taking to to seek healing. Uh, you know, I always tell people, of course, we need to pray about our problems and pray about our challenges and participate in the sacraments. And when we do, God gives us lots of grace. Uh, he fills up our tank, you know. But even if our tank is full in our car, if our tires are flat or our engine is, is out of commission, we're not going to get too far down the road. And you're doing those things that are helping you get new tires and repair the engine to be able to cooperate with God's grace. You're going to counseling, you're you're doing things outside your comfort zone to be there for other people and to let God shine out through your gifts. And I'm really pleased that, that you're, you're sharing those things. So good on you. So a couple of thoughts I have to help build on the efforts that you're making so far. Um, you know, first of all, where this comes from, you know, a lot of times, 
you know, our parents all mean well, right? They, they, they want us to be good. But the way that most people have been taught to motivate kids to be good is to tell them how bad they are and to come at, come at kids with punishment and criticism and shame. And we end up internalizing those voices in our heads. And so anytime we do anything that's remotely wrong or mistaken, we, we then flog ourselves. And that, that part of us that, that, that flogs ourselves, you know, even that part is trying to do something good for us. It's trying to help us be better. But it's doing it in the worst possible way that actually undermines our ability to make change. Um, and, you know, the brain actually locks down in the presence of criticism because we perceive it as a threat. Even self-criticism, the brain locks down and makes it hard to learn from mistakes and make changes because anytime we're under threat, the learning parts of the brain uh, go offline and the survival parts of the brain come on. So we end up just trying to survive through the day rather than learning from mistakes and growing and feeling good about the progress we're able to make. We're not able to recognize those things because in the presence of either self-criticism or other criticism, those parts literally go offline. Uh, so what you want to be doing instead, Gonzalo, every day, I want you to do two things. First, I, I want you to take some time. It's going to feel really weird and really uncomfortable, but since you're already doing things outside your comfort zone, I, I know you'll be able to do this. I, I want you every day to praise God for you. Thank you, Lord, for giving me my life. Thank you, Lord, for giving me my body, my mind, and my gifts. Help me to see those things the way you see them and to love myself with your love. And you be honest. Lord, I really have a hard time loving myself, but I know you love me. Help me to see myself through your eyes and see every part of me, even my mistakes, through your eyes. And then what I want you to do is I want you to write down some things. I want you to get a journal, and every day I want you to write down a couple of things. First of all, what are some things that you did that you think made a difference in somebody else's life or made a positive difference in your life. You might have a hard time finding those things at first, but, but be generous, okay? Write down whatever those things are that, that, that you either did to make a positive difference in somebody else's life or that you did to make a positive difference in your own life. And as you write them down, praise God for them. Thank you, Lord, for, letting, for creating me to be able to make this difference in this person's life. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the gifts that enabled me to do this positive thing. The second part of that is, if you're, and especially if you're struggling to do that, um, note, write down the things that people have told you you've done well. And acknowledge those and praise God for that. Lord, thank you for giving me the gifts to be able to do that thing that that person noticed. Um, because you're the source of that. And thank you for loving me enough to give me that thing that somebody else noticed that was good about me. And, and I want you to write those things down. Praise God for them as you're writing them. And go back and review those journal entries every day for the week. And, and slowly just start challenging that self-talk. Because as I was saying earlier... Um, you know, the consolations are those messages that we hear in our heads or our, our spiritual ear or our hearts that, that make it easier for us to be the person God wants us to be and draw, clo and draw closer to the Lord. And those are the voices of the Holy Spirit. But when we listen to those voices that make it harder for us to be the person God wants us to be or draw closer to the Lord, th those are the voices of the enemy. And we don't want the, vo the, the, the enemy to be the Lord of our self-image right? We want to enshrine the Holy Spirit and, and let him teach us how to think about ourselves. And these simple exercises will help build on the work that you're doing so that you can learn to love yourself as God loves you. I'd also encourage you, Gonzalo, as a follow-up uh, in the last few seconds here, to check out my book, Broken Gods, Hope, Healing, and the Seven Longings of the Human Heart. 
I get more good, positive feedback about this book than anything else I've ever written because it's really helping people see how loved they are by God and to allow themselves to internalize that love. So check it out. Broken Gods, Hope, Healing, and the Seven Longings of the Human Heart. Available at CatholicCounselors.com. Thanks for the call, Gonzalo. And folks, if you're listening and you'd like more help in learning to love yourself as God loves you, check out all the resources we have at CatholicCounselors.com, including the Pastoral Solutions Institute's Pastoral Telecounseling Practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to transform your marriage, family, or personal life in the light of God's grace. Check it out, CatholicCounselors.com. And get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there is so much more to life. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.